This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg. And real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm. Mmm. Grilled onions. And a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. Welcome everybody to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out of the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast. I'm Rick Camp, sitting alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski. It's an exciting day because later in the show, we are going to reveal the two fats that will be in charge of half of the March Fatness Bracket along with us. I cannot wait for this. I am so excited to develop my bracket. I've had some ideas for mostly like a year, and I'm just looking to get it all published and do it. But yeah, we, we will be introducing our, our two contestants for this year's tournament. A lot to get to before that. And your Ask a Fat questions, as always. First off, we're recording on Thursday, March 14th. That means it is pie day. It is pie day. And it was pie day at work today. We had pie pie. We had pizza pie. Um, I, there's only one kind of pie to have left, and I'm not home yet. <laughs> what? Did I say something wrong? No. What do you mean? What happened? <laughs> of course, I'm talking about oatmeal cream pie. <laughs> And um, an I don't know what you could possibly <laughs> take out of what I said that is not food related. You were sandbagging me this entire time. <laughs> that was way too well rehearsed to have been thought right off the dome. I'm sorry. That's fantastic, and I love you. Either way, a relevant fact for Pie Day, along with just giving our favorite pies, I worked at an establishment that sold pies. The Pie Place. The Pie Place. Yeah. I, my, one of... What was it? Was my second job was as a server at Baker Square. And I wish it's actually probably better for what little bit of my health I have left that the discount wasn't better. I think it was either 10 or 15 percent. That's not great. No, it's not. It's something off of pies. It was like lower for pies than it was for regular food. Were the pies made fresh on site or are they shipped in? They're shipped in. Okay. Some, well, some are shipped in, some are. I'm sure it's hard. It'd be hard to. Like actually yeah. do that. No, you can't make you can't make everything there. Right. So we might as well just right off the top. If you want to think of this in terms of uh, Baker Square specifically, or just in general, your well, let's go three favorite pies. Okay. All right. Let, you start because I'm still my top two are still in question. So you start. Okay. My number three, and I'm just thinking in terms of in terms of Baker Square is the country apple. Yeah. Just something traditional. 
it's, you know, you have the fruit in there along with a nice, just hard crust on it. it yeah, it, it's it's simple, but it's perfect. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, my number three is going to be pumpkin pie, really from anywhere. There is a very limited time of the year where I want it. But from like October 1st till November 30, or 31 days or 30 in November, 30 days in November. 30 days is September, April, June, and November. Yeah, so through that span, I'll have all the pumpkin pie on earth. Okay. And then I don't want it again until that time next year. But pumpkin pie, traditional pumpkin pie, mm-hmm. no matter where it's from, phenomenal. And the colder, the better, by the way. I like cold pumpkin pie. I'm like that with, with most with with most not intended to be hot right. pies. With a nice dollop of Cool Whip or whipped nice. cream on top. It's hard to beat pumpkin pie. Okay, my number two, and it's more because when I was younger, I used to get this all the time. I don't get it near as much as I used to because it's really rich. Oreo pie. Oh, well, God. Oreo anything is phenomenal. But, yes, Oreo pie, absolutely fantastic. Good pick. I'm I'm regretful I did not have that on my list. I have blown it, and I suck. But your number two. My number two, this is the, this is a challenge, and I'm going to go with homemade apple pie. I know the Baker Square apple pie is very good, too, mm-hmm. um, but my wife's, my wife's grandma makes yeah. amazing apple turnover, apple strudel, apple pie. Uh, it's just when it's made perfectly, when it's made at home with love, it's hard to beat. Mm-hmm. So that's my number two. I can only assume pretty much every human that's not allergic to an ingredient in this agrees the number one pie is Baker Square French Silk. Yes, I agree. There's no doubt about it. It's so light. Yeah, it's just it's basically like a whipped cream pie, but it's just yeah. amazing. It's like pudding almost. You know, Colleen and I went to, we went through a couple stores in the Fox Valley area, and there's one of the few Baker Squares left in the area right across the street on the other side of 59. Oh, yeah. So we definitely stopped there to just, we went in, we got pie, we both got French silk, and we were both gone. <laughs> Contemplation pie. Should we buy this house? Should, let's get pie. Yeah. Let's think on it over pie. <laughs> um, we would always order, because that was our go-to for family parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why I said parties, so we were there. Yeah. Parties. But we would order extra twisty chocolates. Nice. And we'd say, hey, throw a couple extra on there, and they would always do that. But yeah, French silk, it's just a perfect dessert pie. And I know there's a lot of pie uh, traditionalists out there. True. Like, we're, hey, only chocolate, it's not really a traditional pie flavor. Which is fair. I struggled also, I was going to put banana cream pie on there, but okay. it's just, I love banana, anything. Okay. Um, But it's just, it's kind of simple, and, eh, you know, it's not too complex. Right. So I left it off. So uh, I like pumpkin. I like apple, and I like uh, French silk. French silk, you and I agree, number one. Yeah, when I was working at Baker Square, I was working there going into my sophomore year of college. Mm -hmm. So I was the dessert MVP for a while. People would give me money. I would bring them back pies when I would come from work. That's brilliant. Yeah. so You were like uh, the first DoorDash. Pretty much, (laughs) yes. Pie Dash. Yeah. Pie Supply. Except they would pay me in booze. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, I was I was underage at the time, and, you know, hey, that was an easy way to get that done. I have to tell you, there's a place in Door County, uh, which is one of my favorite places on Earth. Uh, it's called Sweetie Pies. It's just a house. It's like a woman's house. Her and her daughter, I think, just make pies out of it. The, they just have a, a kitchen. Really? With a window, and they make pie. They had cookie so dough pie. So it's literally the pie shelf? It's a, it's a house. It's a wow. house with a sign outside. You walk in the door, and they did build a little window so you can't get in her kitchen. Mm-hmm. They had cookie dough pie. Oh. My wife is not usually into the really rich, like, experimental desserty sort yeah. of stuff, but she's like, we have to try this. What is it like? 
So it wasn't like super dense, super thick, but it wasn't like a soft pie. You needed to like cut it with a fork. Okay. But good Lord, was it good. Oh my God. That, that was amazing. That does sound amazing. And they had all the traditional stuff too. Um, but man, that cookie dough pie was like something I never had before. And now I want it again. How far into the number pie can you go? I'm four. 3.14? Yeah. That's it? Okay. Yeah. Well, then I'll I'll just say 3.14159265. It's like 3589 something. Yeah. I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't look it up either. It's just one of those weird things that sticks with you from, uh, you know, from math. Yeah. So, That's why it didn't stick with me. Yeah. Because it's math. I kind of sneaky like math a little bit. Just a little bit, though. I don't, I was not taught it correctly. You know well, what I mean? That's problematic. Yeah. Well, I, I think a lot of people my age could say that. Like the way my daughter's learning math is a lot more, I can't figure it out because it's too late, but it seems a lot more logical and sort of. Really? I, now, I have had no experience with it. I've heard it. I've yeah. heard about it. Haven't heard, a lot haven't heard about some of it. But what I have heard, I haven't heard any of that. And a lot of people <laughs> seem to really push back against it. Well, I think a it's just because people hate change and they don't, they hate what they don't understand, which is a huge problem in this world in general. Uh, and it's the same thing with the math. They wouldn't just uh, change math for the hell of it, just to inconvenience people. They obviously did some research and found this is a more efficient way of learning math. Mm-hmm. And my daughter's really taken to it. She's really good at it. So um, I don't get it, but it just seems like a lot, a much more efficient way of learning. He's Jay Zawoski. I'm Rick Camp. This is the I'm Fat Podcast. Obviously, follow us on Twitter. The show account is at I'm Fat Pod. If you see anything throughout times between we record, send us links on Twitter. We're always good for that. A lot of times we'll talk about whatever you send us because, quite frankly, you're bringing the content to us and it makes our jobs easier. Absolutely. We're always here for that. And your ask a fat questions, hashtag I'm a fat. And so it's that time of year again where. Baseball season starting up, spring training's in full swing. Baseball season's underway. (laughs) Sorry. I love that song, really. (laughs) Do you? No. Okay. So this is the time of year where the true MVPs at every baseball park shine. Yes. The chefs. Because it's odd food season. It's new food season. And... We have looked at the new food items across MLB, and there are some interesting, interesting choices. Yeah. Uh, This one the White Sox uh, put out, the Polish platter or whatever they're calling it, kielbasa, pierogies with sauerkraut, a mustard sauce. You guys know, Rick and I are not big mustard fans. Oh, I'm a big mustard fan. Oh, you are a mustard fan. I'm sorry. You're not sour cream or ranch. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I do not like mustard, but you can hold the mustard on this for me. I, Dude, pierogies are amazing. Yeah. What an undervalued food item. And I think the whole pierogi family, you know, pot stickers, dumplings, any mm-hmm. any sort of, exo- not exotic, but foreign cuisine that uses the yeah. dumpling. Cultural varietal. Yes. Oh, my God. Pierogies are great. Yeah. And I'm not a big sauerkraut fan either, but when they're in a pierogi, I will eat all of it. Okay, I'm trying. I'm like scrolling through the uh, the uh, Yahoo article on it now. My this yes the Dinger Dog yes in Atlanta. This is the one that got both of our attention. Yeah, really quick. So it's a hot dog, yep. a foot long dog with cheddar cheese and bacon jam wrapped in a puff pastry. Yeah. Now puff pastry. Let's make sure we're explaining this correctly. Yeah. Uh, everyone has had the crescent roll hot dogs. It's kind of like right. over the last 15, 20 years, it's become an easy thing to make, an, an adaptation. Right. Puff pastry is different. Puff pastry is almost like a strudel, like a crumbly, flaky mm-hmm. sort of a breading, more of a dessert breading, I think you would say more often oh, than 100%. not. Oh, 100%. And I don't know if it's sweet on its own, but typically it serves sweet, but that sounds like a perfect sort of 
Ballpark food, it's self-contained, it's not messy, but it's got all the flavors you want in there. I would absolutely, I get three or four of those for a game, no doubt. Okay, there's something similar in Detroit, the Coney Dog Egg Roll. Yeah. Are you in on this? It's an egg roll filled with hot dog and chili drizzled with mustard and diced onions. Get rid of the mustard and I'm in. Okay. And I know I'm weird that way, so I'll just qualify. Anything with mustard, I'll do it yeah. just no Put mustard. Put on the condiment of your choice. Yeah. I had a Coney dog when I was in Detroit with a friend and uh, really enjoyed it. Obviously, sans mustard. Um, but that's that's a big deal there. There's like all these little hot dog restaurants in Detroit. You just go sit around a table. Mm-hmm. It's almost like an old 50s diner. And everyone there is getting a Coney dog. I never knew about this until I went to Detroit. Really? And it is like, well, oh, it's not a matter of do you like Coney's? It's which place serves your favorite. Yeah. Everybody there loves them. It's a go-to when you're in Detroit. So, yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. And the egg roll, that's an inter- interesting vehicle texture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it'd be kind of crunchy. I would think it might be a little thin, like it a little depends. bit breakable to contain all that meat and yeah. hot dog. I'm assuming the hot dog is like chopped up or cut up. Probably. I would worry about a mess factor with that one, but it does sound tasty, no doubt. Can we make fun of St. Louis for a second? Yes. Absolutely. So St. Louis's idea is to just have a large slice of pizza. Here's a pizza. It's kind of big. Now, is it actual pizza or is it St. Louis pizza, which really isn't pizza? Well, here's looking at the picture, and I know this is a podcast, so the pictures are not helpful for you guys, but it's a triangular slice with like very evenly spaced pepperoni. Yeah, that's messed up. Like it's lined up. You're supposed to toss the pepperoni on there and just let it fall where it may. Yeah, it's it's supposedly a 16-inch piece of pizza you can only get in cheese or pepperoni if you like sausage screw you yeah that's adorable thanks for trying at least you tried st louis now but you really didn't try no see if i here if i'm the cardinals Uh uh-huh chef i'm getting a toasted ravioli pizza (laughs) just slap some toasted raviolis on there cover it with cheese cover make like a you know i don't know how you pull it off but damn it it's baseball food you just find a way yeah throw it all in a bowl whatever you have to do something with toasted that is the staple item that's actually good from Mm -hmm. st louis's toasted ravioli are we gonna have to do a remote from arlington texas absolutely because this is the one yeah this is yours this is your favorite the foul pole yes the foul pole is a two pound chicken tender (laughs) (laughs) and dan bernstein brought up a good point in what part of the chicken would supply you two pounds of tender i'm assuming it's Several parts of several chickens somehow mashed together, but I am down with this. And the presentation, by the way, it's quality that the Rangers presented for this. There are three mason jars. Everything's better in a mason jar, by the way. Of my wife agrees. It looks like ranch. Trying to find something dirty in there. Yeah, and I'm not. Are your balls in a jar? Is that what you're saying? Oh no! Or she just happens no, to she like just, mason jars. She just loves mason okay, jars. Okay, I was looking for an innuendo. Oh, okay. All right, not there. For uh, once. But they have mason jars of buffalo sauce and ranch and blue cheese, mm-hmm. and it comes in its own carrying case, which is always a good sign for gluttony. Right. And it's on a bed of fries. I mean, that is perfect. And to me, like a good chicken tender is hard to beat. If you find it's a place true. with awesome tenders, that's a place to go. And look, I went to the Hawks game on Monday night, mm-hmm. and we went to Honey Butter Chicken. I still have not been. Dude, so first we went to Big Star. Okay. Like I love Big Star. Big Star tacos are great. We had their we drank a lot of their margaritas that night. I wasn't driving for once, so I got a little bit drunk. It was great. But three tacos at Big Star were sixteen bucks. Whoa. Now I ate those tacos and liked them. I felt like I didn't even eat. It was yeah. a, maybe a total it's of eight or tacos. nine bites. Right. And they're not big tacos. So during second intermission, I'm like, bucks. I'm still hungry. I'm gonna get something. So I go to Honey Butter. You get a big plate, like a big serving, uh, you know, cardboard bowl mm-hmm. full of tenders. Maybe 
a quarter pound or a pound of tenders. Yeah. Comes with whatever sauce you want. I got the honey buffalo. And then they give you honey butter. Nice. Like a little slab of butter, and you dip your chicken in that. Dude, that is the best deal in the building. That's 11 bucks for that. Wow. Oh, yeah. By stadium pricing standards, that is. And that's the best stadium item I've ever had. Wow. My friend who never goes to sports games is like, can we go back to a Hawks game so we can get that chicken? Seriously? I'm like, well, we can just go to Honey Butter, and that's that looks like a plan that's happening this weekend, and I'm excited about it. Okay, so I have one more that I want to mention, and it's also from Atlanta, the chicken and waffle boat. It yes. looks incredible. It's essentially chicken tossed in mango habanero sauce, mm-hmm. and it's served in a warm waffle boat drizzled with honey and topped with toasted pecans. I'd tell them to, to you know, leave the pecans off. Toasted pecans are good, though. I know you don't like nuts, but toasted pecans are, and I'm assuming they got some sugar on them, too. Probably. Because that's the whole point. Yeah. This you know, looks pretty incredible. It sounds better in thought than it does in picture. The picture looks like sub rolls. Like yeah. It looks too bready, but I'm down with the concept for sure. Yeah, and and for me, you know, like I know we're both big on not having the dirtiest of hands. So like this is one that you could eat pretty clean. Yes, that's so, key. So I think that I think that's something big. So we want to know what was your favorite that you saw. So tweet us at I'm Fat Pod at Jay Zawaski six seventy at Rick Camp six seventy. I should probably mention uh, if you're not already and you just kind of stumbled upon this podcast, a welcome. And be subscribe, rate, and review because that all helps us in rankings and all that kind of stuff. I don't know how we came upon the topic, but a big debate, and we talked about it with the guys we work with in breaks today. We have to settle Hostess versus Little Debbie. This came up on Lawrence Holmes' uh, Twitter yesterday. That's what it was. Yes, he's okay. the one who started this conversation off, and he said Little Debbie's better than Hostess. You know, don't at me or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. And I came to his defense. I totally agree. Hostess is the bigger of the brand names. Agreed. That's the more established. That's the Twinkies, the Ding Dongs, the Ho-Hos, all those things. Little Debbie is cheaper and better. And I I will fight to the death on that. Little Debbie is outstanding. I am 100% with you. So I just jotted down some of, so Hostess, you mentioned the Ho-Hos, the Ding Dongs, the Twinkie, the Cupcake. The Susie Q, mm-hmm. the Donuts, the Honey Buns, the Zingers. Now, let me be clear here. These are all great. Oh, yeah. I'm not dispute. I'm not saying Hostess sucks. I'm not going to be that guy. But since they were sold a couple years ago, mm-hmm. there's been a change. And anyone who is a frequenter, Twinkies, especially Twinkies, and Susie Q's, where the breading or the mm-hmm. cake is not covered with frosting, it's noticeably different. The old-style Twinkie, when you would unwrap it, yeah. Would stick to the paper the, or the cellophane and the cardboard tray. True. Because it was a. It was moist. Know, it was a moist cake. Yeah. Now Twinkies and Suzy Q's have like a mealy, almost like a stale quality to them. Mm-hmm. They're not, the cake is not as good as it used to be. Even before Hostess was bought and when Hostess was still pumping out the best Hostess stuff they made. Yes. I'll still take a little Debbie Swiss cake roll. Mm-hmm. over a ho-ho any day. The only advantage that Hostess has in that category is when you get ho-hos, you get three. Yes. As opposed to two. And that does matter. Right. But the price is, I think it's like $1.99 for three, and two mm-hmm. Little Debbie Swiss cake rolls is like 99 cents. Yeah. So it's a better deal. Like I think a big box of Little Debbies is like two bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're poor and you don't care about health ever, Little Debbie's right there for yeah, you. No doubt. And so you got the Swiss cake roll that you mentioned, the apple fruit pie, the cosmic yep. brownie, yep, the chocolate cupcake, the essentially it's definitely not the hostess cupcake. <laughs> well, that's the Swiss cake roll is the same as a ho-ho too. Yeah. Zebra cakes. Solid. Awesome. The cookies and cream cake. 
Also I've good. Had that. I've had that. Ooh. That's good. And then the two game changers to me. My number two of anything Little Debbie is the oatmeal cream pie. Okay. And my number one is the Star Crunch. Star Crunch is phenomenal. Nothing tops the Star Crunch. See, to me, that's number three. Star Crunch is three, Swiss Cake Rolls number two, and okay. the Oatmeal Cream Pie is number one. Okay. And typically I would go with a chocolate dessert, mm-hmm. but the, the ratios in there, have you ever had the double Oatmeal Cream Pie? They were yeah, sold they, in our they vending were used machine. To, yeah, oh, believe me. And probably between you and I, we just didn't know that it was the two of us cleaning them out. No, I'll tell you who it was. Who? Shep. Really? He two of those a day. Oh, well, that and then he went to the... The, the nut, bars. Yeah. Or the, the knockoff, uh, yeah, what whatever, is it, Mrs. Snackley's... Something like that. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Some some ripoff nutty bar, but that is Shep's go to as a nutty bar. Yeah. So I think it's pretty definitive. Little Debbie, greater than Hostess. Right. And there were some people chiming in on Twitter yesterday saying, well, well, they're just a ripoff of the original. Like, okay, fine. Like McDonald's did not invent the French fry, but right. they perfected it. Exactly. You yeah. don't always have to go with tradition. Right. Sometimes the if original things is are not better, better. Yeah. That's what matters. Yeah. So it's time for an important moment. This is unprecedented on the I'm Fat podcast. We're going to let other people get involved. Yeah. I'm excited about this. Last podcast, we solicited for you to give us your fat credentials. Why do you deserve to have a region in March fatness? Yeah. We're going to record next week. And in that time, we will give the bracket for March fatness. Jay will have a region. I will have a region. Two of you, two fellow fats, are going to have regions. And here is the first person that has earned themselves a region. Hi, this is Russ. I'm calling to hopefully get a region in the uh, tournament of fatness bracket. I'd be honored to be chosen. Three and a half spins. Jay met me at a hockey podcast event, so I know he can vouch for me in that respect. That's all I got to say. Thanks. Congratulations, Russ. Don't make me do that. Is Russ qualified? Yes. I will get, I will qualify him as visibly eligible for the IMPAT <laughs> podcast, uh, as Rick and I are. Yes. However, Russ is a big participant. He's what we call in a radio business, a P1. Yes. Uh, so he wants to be in. He's in. Love that dude. He's a huge fan of, like he said, my hockey podcast and uh, this podcast and everything we do on the score. So, Russ, you are in. I am very much looking forward to your bracket uh, for March Fatness. And he, when we talk about sending us articles and things yeah. in food, he is the person that sends us the most. He's the West Loop Tom of Less Drops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. He really is. All right. Here is the second fellow fat that will have a region in March Fatness. This is why I deserve to have a region. I got on with an Ask a Fat question, and Jay Zawoski said I have the fattest name he's ever heard. And yes, that means I'm John Gallione. I do all the fat things that you guys talk about. You got a spot where you roll up and eat fast food, and you don't want anyone to know that you've been eating fast food? I have that, too. I go to the little football field by my house where I used to coach youth football, sit in the parking lot. I can discard the evidence right there in the dumpster, you know? We have fat tendencies. If I look at my glove box right now, tons of candy wrappers in it. It's perfect that I say that because I'm actually sitting in line at 10 o'clock in the morning at Taco Bell for breakfast. I discuss fat topics. I sample the newest fast food creations. I am one of you guys. I know that I can make all fats proud with my choices 1 through 16. And I think that I could put forth a pick that will make it into the onion ring of honor. All right, John Gallioni in there, the man with the fattest name you've ever heard. <laughs> it's true. It is the fattest name ever. Uh, and I like the fact that Look, Rick and I have talked about 
you know, eating the food away from home and then dishing it. He has a specific spot yeah. where not only does he know he's got privacy, he's got an immediate dumpster nearby, apparently, or a garbage can. Well, did you notice the kind of pause? I wonder if he actually litters and he's just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, and I can get rid of it in a dumpster. I did not notice the pause, but that's a good that's a good observation by you. Either way, to have an established gorging yourself location. That's clutch. Uh, hat tip. Respect. You're in. All right, so Russ and John will each have a region in March Fatness. We're going to get everything coordinated over the weekend. And when we talk to you next week on the next episode, we will have the bracket. Oh, it's going to be great. It is. The so, second year of March Fatness. God, that was a lot of fun last year, too. It really was. And now we've got stuff. We did it pretty quickly into our I'm Fat podcast life. Yeah. So this year we've got a lot more listeners will be participating. We'll get a lot more votes. I'm sure Dan and Connor will be happy to help us promote it. So it's going to be really, really fun this year. All right. It's time for Ask a Fat yes. Questions. We got a lot and we got good ones. We got a ton today. Yeah. I know your Facebook blew up. It really did. So let me start with one from Dan who tweeted at the podcast at I'm Fat Pod. What are the best tennis shoes for someone over 300 pounds? Oh, well, the answer is New Balance. Yes. I mean, they're made for fat people. Uh, I will say that I, Dan Bernstein on our trip was talking about the Under Armour shoes. He found at Famous Footwear. Mm-hmm. So I went there, saw that they're in 4E, which is what he said. So I bought those. I love Under Armour gym shoes. I've never, never had them. They're really great. If you can find them wide, they're great. Came back to realize I have the same exact shoes as Dan Bernstein. Mm. <sighs> Not great. No. Not great. But New Balance is the answer. SNL did a bit about that. Really? Like where they had all the fat comedians on the show wearing New Balance and they filmed it like an athletic shoe commercial. I mean, so my the, before the shoes I have now, which are New Balance, I had a pair of Nikes that were, you know, for fats or just anybody with wide shoes or with wide shoes, with wide, wide feet, feet right? that need wide shoes for said wide feet. Uh, you have to go to, like, the back wall at Kohl's, and there's just, like, this random generic-ass pair of Nikes, and I'm like, you know what? I'm tired of the N on the side of my shoe. I just want something different, and I had back problems from it. Since I got these new balances, it's been perfectly fine. Yeah, they're they're great shoes. They, yeah. they are designed for fat people. They, they'll deny that. Of course. But if you go in their stores or you see people shopping for them, they're dudes like me and Rick. Yeah, I think I'm technically wearing running shoes, which is probably about as ironic as it gets. <sighs> running to the bathroom after whatever you ate. That's 100% true. All right, I've got one from Ben here. He says, best shredded cheese for homemade nachos, Mexican blend, cheddar, or other? Uh, I'm going to go with the Chihuahua cheese, okay, which is the best, in my opinion, for all Mexican food. It is, uh, is it La Preferida? I'm probably saying that wrong. But it's I think it's a Chicago company that makes their own cheese, and sometimes you got to get it with the peppers. Yes. They don't sell that in the bag. You actually have to shred it the kind with the jalapeno in there. Mm-hmm. But that is the ideal uh, nacho slash taco cheese in my book. Yeah, see, I'm lazy, so we go with the Mexican blend. That's good, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's there's not bad options here. And then I see some places will do a like a barbecue nacho, and then that's where something like a cheddar comes in and is much more valid. But, yeah, I would take easily. I, I mean, hey, if the Chihuahua cheese is right there for me. Yeah. Cool. I'll do that. If not, it I'm lazy. So well. Yeah. It, it, and that's key. Right. Is getting it to melt, but also maintaining some sort of consistency so it doesn't become as big of a mess. Right. Because some of the problem with the other, like, the Sargento shredded cheeses or whatever, mm-hmm. they'll melt and then they get hard really fast. You just have, like, one giant nacho because the cheeses become almost like glue. 
Yeah. And you have to, like, pull it, and it's not, it doesn't have a melty consistency. Right. I like him on Sox Broadcast, by the way. <laughs> melty consistency? <Yes>. Nice. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so, this question comes from Ashton, wondering, what is your policy on reheating leftovers? Not a big leftover guy. You know? I'm just not. I'm not really either. I'm getting better about it because I'm poor. Yeah. So there's that. But, like, I'm cool with, I, I'm perfectly fine with cold pizza. Pizza I'll eat cold every time. Yeah. Pretty much anything else, though, I would rather have it warm. I think part of the reason I'm not big on leftovers is because there's such a drop-off mm-hmm. from the first time you ate it to the second time you ate it. Like, cold pizza is a different experience. Yes. So, okay, like, I got some of this pizza knowing I'm going to have some cold and it's going to be good and it's going to taste different. Mm-hmm. And I like it that way. But, like, if I'm reheating, like... Let's say we made chicken for dinner or, you know, yeah. some kind of, like, plate with sides. Like, you got to reheat, like, beans. It's yeah, that's... Like, no, it's just... I won't it's, do that. It's not good. And then the problem is if you have any sort of protein with any thickness to it, mm-hmm. it's half cold, half hot, and it's just... Ugh, it's just not the same. So I'm not a big leftover guy. I also eat most of the food I'm given. That's all... So, yeah, <laughs> I'm with you there, yeah. too. So there's, it's not, it doesn't come up very often, but when it does, I'm... Around Thanksgiving, I'll find a way. Sure. I'll throw everything on a plate and get it done a couple times. Mm-hmm. But um, typically, I'm not a big leftover guy. I'm with you, and sometimes I feel... I feel bad, a little snobbish when it comes to that, but boy, the difference in taste is just huge. Yeah, it's a big, big difference. And ha- having the same thing two days in a row, eh. Yeah. Unless it's pizza, which I could have every day. Exactly. Um, Lord knows I did that in college. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just not, not a huge leftover guy. All right, got one here from my wife. Yeah. She says, what is the Chicago restaurant you miss the most? And as Rick and I are not from Chicago proper, I will, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheat and say two. The first place I ever By tried. By the way, to... Chicago proper is my favorite NBC spinoff. It's of a good Marvel's. one. Yeah, it's a good one. But so I, I'm going to go. The first time I ever tried a burrito was a place called Super Burrito in Oklahoma. It was on 95th Street. Went with my friend Susie. God, this was so, so long ago. This is in high school. And that was the first burrito I ever had. And I've been chasing that ever since. Oh, wow. And it closed down. So all those new things can go in there. Like there's a pot belly and a. Um, Smash Burger. There's some okay. good stuff over there, but but it's all chain stuff. Super Burrito was your perfect down and dirty. You know, you're not so sure if you are healthy eating there, but uh, the food was great. It was yeah. made, you know, uh, genuinely, and it was like three bucks for a huge burrito. Uh, so that place, and then there was a place called Reds Hot Dogs on 111th and Artesian. I think that'd be Morgan Park or Beverly, or maybe that was even Evergreen Park. But me and my dad used to go there every weekend to get hot dogs and fries, and it, that was nice. it's sort of like a nostalgia thing. Yeah, I miss doing that with my dad, and mm-hmm. um, a good hot dog and fry places. Love those. Yeah. Superb burrito. Yeah, superb burrito. Yes. So mine, it came to it came to mind immediately, and this was only a couple blocks from the house that I grew up in in West Chicago, called Happy House. And it was just Good this. Start. Is it's that a, where uh, Robert Kraft goes? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe after the fact. I don't Maybe. know. <laughs> you know, you get hungry sometimes. Yeah. But this, so this place was like your typical Vienna beef hot dog stand. So good. So I would either get the jumbo dog or the pizza puff. Oh, yeah. They had quality pizza puff, which, boy, if you get a good pizza puff, I mean, just ask Barry Rosner, but really, if you can find a solid pizza puff, the fries were really good, the people were great, they were really reasonable price-wise, and it closed down. It's just this little, I mean, not much bigger than the, the studio that we're in right now. It's a tiny, tiny place, 
but everybody was there. All your construction workers go there on lunch. It's like that type of place. And it was fantastic. It got taken over by somebody else now, and they're trying to do the same thing, but you can't replicate what they were doing. I really miss it. I mean, I would walk the, I would, I was close enough to walk. Yeah. So I would walk there from the house and grab, you know, either a jumbo dog and a regular dog and some fries or a pizza puff. Yeah. And if I was really hungry, a pizza puff, a dog and a fry. (laughs) And the biggest key, I am a sucker for red cream soda. Oh, yeah. And they had great red cream soda. I told you Wendy's has that now, right? Yes, and I keep forgetting to, to to ask for it. Yeah, and I saw, I actually drove through Wendy's the other night, too, and they have a, some kind of orange, like Dave's orange soda. Really? So look into that, too. Oh, but Cal, the, the Cal red, loves orange soda. The red cream soda comes in uh, diet as well. So if you're trying to be healthy, it, when you go through Wendy's. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> get the diet red cream soda, which just sounds ridiculous even saying it. It really does. Okay. This one makes me a little uncomfortable, but we'll go with it anyway. This is from Matt. If you had to give up a food staple for Lent, what would it be? Lettuce. A food, a food staple? Well, it's for some people. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I could give up beef for Lent. Yeah, I think I could do that, too. Yeah, I could do. I could make do with chicken and pork. Hmm. Actually, you know what? I think if I, I'm, I'm thinking along the same lines. If I had to give up one of the three, I bet I could get rid of pork. Okay. I'd probably get rid of pork first. I'm just thinking of pizza. And yeah. I would definitely oh, yeah, want, no, pizza uh, has to stay. Pizza are, absolutely has to stay. Sorry to interrupt. Gummy worms do anything for you? Yes, or no? of course. These are Max gummy worms he left on my desk. There's a couple left. All right. All right? I'll have one. Happy okay. Happy day. Thanks, Mitch. Thank you. Yeah, all right, sure. Well, I, Jay, oh. see me when you're done. Uh-oh. You're not in trouble. Oh, good. Rick? But bring your pass. And we have to thank our boss, Mitch Rosen, for taking care of us on pie day. Yep. We had, as at least as close to a pie as we could get, we had yummy food. So yeah, so a tip of the cap, the old re two pecked yes gif. We're right there. Thank for you, it. Mitch. All right, goodbye. As Bye. always, yeah, that was good. That was a good gummy bear. What is that? Well, K favorites. Is that special K or super K? Like uh the uh the gas station. circle K circle K. There we go. They're like definitely a different texture. They're not as like, I like that stretchy as it's almost got like um, a. If these are from Mac, are we sure? Maybe they're edibles. Yeah. Uh oh. We'll find out. Yep. <laughs> the podcast is about to get interesting. <laughs> if all of a sudden we just stop talking for like 20 minutes yeah. and we're still here. Anyway, so I, I figured beef because my wife doesn't eat it in the first place. Okay. And so we never have it at home. And then I can still get sausage pizza. I can still get bacon and eggs. It's so true. I think beef is an easier sacrifice for me than pork, pork. or chicken. Yeah, chicken's got to stay. Yeah, I just think I, I guess I could get rid of pork if I had to. It's not great. Yeah. No matter what, it's not great. I don't. I don't know. I don't like your line of questioning, Matt. <laughs> you put us in an unhappy place. Yeah. And I don't like it. Hopefully, these edibles kick in soon. <laughs> All right. Got one here from uh, Keith. He says, "What is one healthy food that you actually choose over an unhealthy food every time?" Um. Does not compute. I will say that I've been on an orange kick lately. Okay. I like navel oranges. Yeah. Uh, and last night I chose orange over salty sweet snack. Okay. So does that count? Yeah. Okay. That counts. I'm trying to think if I'll do that with strawberries sometimes. Strawberry or raspberries. Yeah. But he said every time. There is, every time mm. is nothing. Uh, yeah. Every but occasionally time. I'll have an orange over something worse. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. For me, it's it's strawberries. Sometimes I'll even go raspberry over, yeah, over like chips or something like that. Once in a great while, I'll do that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This question 
specifically for you comes from our coworker Nick Shepkowski, who wants to know, as you just got back not long ago from Arizona for from Scorehouse. Yes. Scorehouse. What's the fattest thing you did in Arizona? Oh, I had two in and out burgers in one sitting. Two double doubles. Okay, but what's the fattest thing you did? <laughs> well, <laughs> all right, fine. Uh truthfully, uh Parco's wife for their anniversary mm-hmm. sent a box of uh like desserts. So it was like brownies, cookies, cupcakes. Mm. Um I snuck three of the chocolate brownies on the trip. Nice. And I would just, like, when Noah was in the house, I would grab one of those brownies, eat it, throw away the wrapper, like, throw it under something, and then head outside so no one actually saw me doing it. That's clutch. That happened thrice. That's, that is, that's on brand. But it was over six days, so don't judge me too hard. Um, But I think in one sitting, the two double-doubles with cheese was probably the worst single thing I did. Okay, so what's the size of the double-double? Like, give me a comparison, because I've never been to In-N-Out. They're not overly huge. I would say... Like a double stack from Wendy's? I feel like the patty is not as thick as Wendy's. Okay. Maybe like a quarter pounder. Okay. Like that thickness of the meat. Maybe it's not as, uh, I don't know, what circumference yeah. isn't as big yeah. as, a, as a quarter pounder, but it's hard to compare. Maybe like Culver's-ish. Oh, okay. Like that kind yeah. of uh I still think like, by the way, kind of overrated in and out. Okay. It was good. I could see that like people that live there get a craving for it. I was actually watching Anthony Bourdain, his show yesterday on Netflix, and he was doing one in LA, and he said the first thing I do and the last thing I do when I get to LA is have in and out. He's like, I have to do it. That's a guy That's who's a renowned chef. Yeah. He's eating the finest cuisine in the world. And that's his thing. I've always theorized, like, that's the way a lot of people from Chicago are about White Castle. Like, mm-hmm. if you brought someone here who's never had White Castle before, and like, dude, you got to try these. They're great. And they had them, they'd be like, right. it's like a sweaty onion patty. Like, it's not great. But it, I think part of it is, like, nostalgia. Part of it is familiarity. And you get, like, the craving for it. I mean, yes. dude, that's White Castle's marketing Yeah, is the crave. And that's true. And I think it's probably similar in, in uh, the markets that have in and out. It was good, but not great. And I, I still tell you, as far as like burger places go, that Freddy's frozen custard, mm-hmm. there's one in Homewood, there's one in Tinley. Those are the two by me. That is my favorite place. That, wow. I love it. I cannot get enough of that place. I'm going to have to make my way there. There's got to be one coming towards you or towards Lombard soon. Hopefully. There's got to be. They're expanding. There's going to be one, and so will you be. By, yeah. Oh, by the way, one of the worst experiences you can have as a fat is, well, outside of, like, moving as in just, you know, getting from one place to another. Yeah, it sucks. Like, moving. I am I am moving from Geneva to Lombard. My, my residence is changing towns, so yeah. moving all my crap. Brutal. It sucks. I told Hope when we moved, like, I hope you like this house because we're never doing this again. Yeah. Never. It's awful. Unless yeah, you can, like, afford to hire the people to do it, but let's be honest, we're not there. No, I'm not there. Not by any means. All right, I got a good one here from, uh, boy, I got two good ones, but we're, we're out of time. Let's mm-hmm. do them quick. Okay. Uh, your plane crashes in the mountains. The only survivors are you and a celebrity. You must eat that celebrity to survive. Who do you hope it is? Ooh. Now, I don't know. I'm not a butcher. But meat is muscle, right? When you're eating the meat of an yeah. animal, it's the mu- so you want someone kind of muscly. Sure, I'm gonna go with uh, hmm. I'm gonna go with WWE superstar Becky Lynch <laughs> because she's muscular and she's yes. very attractive. And if I had to be stuck with Does someone, does attractive really matter though? If you're, it will for a short while. Okay, yeah, it's true until you have to start actually eating them a little bit. Uh, 
Danielle Fischel. Okay. My girl Topanga. Yeah. Just always. I mean, if you have to eat a human being, it might as well be someone. By the way, to. she liked a tweet from oh. the podcast account. Really? Yes. Oh, see, that's big. I, I was very happy with my Entenmann's like yesterday. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> the snack cake people. Yes. Um, because but... Danielle Fischel was, she was in Seattle and she doesn't know the area that well. And she was like, okay, I need help. Where should I go for pie day? So I quote tweeted it from the podcast account and said, fellow fats, we need our pie dar to benefit yeah. someone, uh, to benefit signal, a normie. Right? The fat signal. Yeah. We yeah. sent out the fat signal. <laughs> Everybody used their pie dar and just tell Topanga, where she should go. Did it work out? Do we know? Did they help? I don't know. I haven't followed up. Well, I know it didn't hurt. Exactly. All right. Uh, you got one more? You want me to do my second one do here? Do your second one. Okay. Athletically, this is from uh, Micah. He says, athletically, what is something you're still surprisingly good at despite being a bigger person? Hmm. Shooting? Basketball? Okay. That's fair. You know, every once in a while, I'll still I'll still find a place to go shoot. Either that or hecky sack. I was good huh. at hacky sack in high school. I was never good at that. Too fat. Big feet, though. Uh, see, I don't have big feet either. Yeah, see, I do. So the there's just more surface area All right. to be able to hit. All right. I will say I'm still pretty good at football. Not that I'm competing against, like, supreme athletes, but when we have our Thanksgiving football game, I'm among the best players. Okay. And some of my cousins are younger than me, and I'm keeping up with them, and I'm making catches, and I am I still have, like, the football skill set nice. where I'm not quite as coordinated as I used to be. Um, I can still, like, run a route. I can still catch. I can still run with the ball. I can still tackle. I, I always had a good understanding of, like, physical leverage, mm-hmm. like how to get the most out of my size and how to, like, use it. Like, I'm very hard to take down. I can take down most people. So I still have that. All right. Well, I think that's about it because you got you have a train I do. To I got to go, and Mitch needs to talk to me. Oh, have fun with that. Yeah, that should be fun. I don't think it's going to be about food this time. It so better be. <laughs> that's true. All right. That's Jay. I'm Rick. Remember, the next podcast we have, keep an eye out for it. Next week, we'll have the March Fatness Bracket in it. So that's going to be huge. It's our favorite time of the year because of getting to be creative with our fatness. So keep it tuned. Once again, if you just found us, welcome. Subscribe to the podcast. Rate and review the podcast. Let us know what you're enjoying, what you're not, all that stuff. But he's Jay. I'm Rick. And this is the I'm Fat Podcast. All right. I think we got a lot accomplished here today. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile. Empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Exclude sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal. A safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller. I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer. (laughs) Piano tuner. Or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package... 
the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone.